Welcome to day 246 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2. We continue our journey through Isaiah. I've noticed we've done quite a few readings from Isaiah. It could be uh, that the guy that picked out the readings really does love the, the book of Isaiah. Just came back from speaking at an elementary school chapel at Hill Country Bible Church, and the kids reminded me that Isaiah is like a mini Bible because it has 66 chapters, and the Bible has 66 books. And I reminded them it's like a mini Bible because it has the gospel and it points to Christ and mm-hmm. uh, it has a, a huge, uh, beautiful presentation of God's glory in both both his judgment. He's a righteous God who must judge sin, but he is also a gracious God who forgives sin and welcomes uh, those who would turn to him. So as we finish Isaiah, you'll have those themes of both uh, judgment and uh, of mercy with God. Here is one of the most merciful passages uh, we could possibly read Isaiah 55, but before we read, uh, always we, we read because we're in a relationship with God. We read to hear the voice of God and to respond to who He is, to see ourselves for who we are, see Him for who He is, and uh, to respond to the truth that He's revealing to us. I'm Paul Kemp, by the way, here with uh, Cindy Kemp and I'm David Keefe. Uh, this will already have happened by the time you get this podcast, but we just got word from the Kresge's that they're on the way to the hospital to welcome Jane into the world. So it's just the three of us this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope we'll be sufficient for the moment. <laughs> David, do you mind leading us in prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, we uh, we do come before you as a people who, though, are insufficient. We, we have you who is more than sufficient. And so we thank you that you fill us up, that you are the one that gives us mercy and grace. And we see that expressed so beautifully through your word and especially in Christ Jesus. So thank you so much for your scriptures. As we turn to them now, may you build us up. May you do a deep work uh, in our hearts, helping us to, to see and to hear uh, the wonder of your word as we look to the words of Isaiah. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 55. Mm-hmm. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I'll make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon the nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you, because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood and flourish, so that yield seed to the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but accomplish what I desire, and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. You'll go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, I will grow the juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. 
This is what the Lord says. Maintain justice and do what is right, for my salvation is close at hand, and my righteousness will soon be revealed. Blessed is the one who does this, the person who holds fast, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it, who keeps their hands from doing evil. Let no foreigner who is bound to the Lord say, The Lord will surely exclude me from his people, and let no eunuch complain, I'm only a dry tree. For this is what the Lord says to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant. To them I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons or daughters. I'll give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to minister him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath without desecrating it, and who hold fast to my covenant, these I'll bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. The sovereign Lord declares, He who gathers the exiles of Israel, I will gather still others to them besides those who are already gathered. And, of course, you have a nice foreshadowing promise you know, at the end of this chapter of people who are not, you know, who do not know the Lord being called into his presence, their sacrifices being accepted, him giving them a heritage and even a, mm-hmm. a name within the temple. And, of course, he's talking about those who have been excluded. But you have this wonderful regathering of Israel that will lead to a gathering you know, of the nations as a whole. So incredible passage, the invitation to come. Even if you don't have money, you can get the very best from me because that is the gift mm-hmm. that I have for my people. No, obviously you get to kind of see the the little glimpse of what's the coming in Jesus as he makes his invitation, Matthew's gospel and in chapter eleven, you know, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest for your souls. And so that sounds like a Jesus thing, but yet it's been, you know, the heart of God from the beginning that he is the God that invites us in to come to him and he graciously gives us so much more than yeah. we could ever deserve. And, 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 and of course, it is, it is not only an invitation from God always to his faithful people, but it is a Jesus thing. Because yeah. you have in verse 3, I'll make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promise to David. And that is that David would have a son who reigns on his throne uh, forever. And, of course, this is uh, what the king will bring to us, the abundance of God without... In this, without you know discriminating between status and wealth or any of these things, and uh, those who had formerly been you know excluded will be included, and in, uh, the richest food and the finest of drinks on the mountain of the Lord, which will be a repeated theme as we go through these uh, last few chapters. Mm-hmm. And I love, and I, I think, well, I've put it to memory, and I always call on it. You know, the verse that says, as the, high ends, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, and I just am reminded again that the way God chooses to operate is just not in our wheelhouse as far as thinking goes, that he would, um, you know, turn to those who are up <clears throat> unrighteous and that he would have mercy on them and that God would freely pardon. And so... Um, the way that he's chosen that to do that through Christ and the means, the cross, um, it just would not be anything that we would ever think of. But then we're reminded that his thoughts are above our thoughts and his ways above our and ways. Well, God, you know, has graciously revealed Himself to us in Scripture, mm-hmm. and, and so we can know Him you know, intimately and mm-hmm. imminently. Yeah. Uh, but He is also so far beyond our ability to know and our ability to grasp and. 
what we know of God and, and, and what there is of God, there's an infinite difference between those because we are a finite people and he yeah. is an infinite God. And, and so the glimpses we get are just small, small portraits of his incredible glory. And of course, this is a beautiful passage, a beautiful description of his glory. And of course, he, he follows that, you know, with verse 10, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood and flourish. So it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And of course, mm-hmm. that's you know, part of why we've entitled our podcast Shaped um, by the Word. Yeah. That through His Word, He's not just imparting information to us. Through His Word, He is imparting Himself to us. Mm-hmm. And His Word, uh, as the writer of Hebrews would say, and of course the writer of Hebrews plays on this passage uh, you know, in a number of places, but as the writer of Hebrews would say, His Word is living and sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates our hearts and reveals mm-hmm. our thoughts and of course, allows us to come in the presence of God and be remade in Him as an image by His Spirit. And love how the Word obviously invites us into, you know, as verse 7 says, you know, it, it, the wicked, the righteous, let them turn to the Lord, that, they, that He will have mercy on them, and to our God who will freely pardon. And so not only does it invite us into you know, this, this mercy and, and grace, but also, you know, at the start of chapter 56, He also then calls us in to also maintain justice, right? And and do what is right. And even goes on to say, blessed is the one who does this, the person who holds it fast. And so not only the invitation to receive the, the mercy and the grace of God, but also the invitation to now live as his people who put his heart on display to the world around us. And, and that'll become increasingly you know, clear as we go through this week. You're gonna see the call you know, to justice. And uh, we were talking about that you know, a little bit earlier in one of our in a men's meeting. You know, there are you know, kind of three big heart awakenings that, you know, that we have when we come to God. One is our affections are stirred toward Him so that we fall in love with Him. And our affections are stirred toward the people of God so that we treasure them and want to be deeply vested in them. Um, but our hearts are turned to those you know, that uh, are outside of, you know, outside of that circle. And so one of the signs that God has truly moved in our, our heart is a sense of the compassion that we have mm-hmm. uh, for one another and the care we have for one another. And, and that's what the Bible calls justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justice is not, you know, uh, simple fairness. Justice is extending to others the dignity and the grace and the honor that God created them uh, to possess. And so you have that theme of the poor being elevated, mm-hmm. of uh, those who, the, the, the eunuch who, because yeah. of, and his status has been excluded from the temple, being elevated to a place of memorial. So that that's the sense of justice. Sense of justice in Scripture is to lift other people up, and, and you will see that as we move through this week in a, in a really rich way. Mm-hmm. And not just extending that justice to a select few people that we think are maybe worthy of it, but he even goes on, you know, this is, mm-hmm. I want my house to be called a house of prayer for all the nations. And so it's a it's an all people type of thing not just a select people type of thing even as those exiles are being gathered back to Israel yeah and we shouldn't miss the context here because these are the words that are on Jesus' lips when he cleanses the temple Mm -hmm. Uh, you have turned it into and you're going to see that theme this week in Isaiah as well you've turned it into a den of robbers Mm -hmm. and by that he didn't mean you know that everybody's going out and knocking off a convenience store by that he means that you're robbing me of the glory that's due me and you're robbing your fellow man of the dignity that's you know due them 
and the invitation will be in that house, will be a gathering place, not just for the people of Israel who've returned mm-hmm. from exile, mm-hmm. but for all nations. And, and that fulfills their purpose. Mm-hmm. They were to be a light to the nations, and they never were. That's also our purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are to be a light to the nations, and sometimes we aren't either. <laughs> and we should hear the word of Isaiah yeah. as he calls us to repent and turn mm-hmm. to the Lord, mm-hmm. which is our response to the gospel. Mm-hmm. A beautiful picture of repentance. Yeah. Let's turn to the Lord. Mm-hmm. In order to turn to him, there are so many things you must turn away from and, and let go of and, and find uh, your true hope in, in him and in his word and in his purposes. Cindy, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Father, thank you so much for the invitation that is ours as we find ourselves being that that foreigner. Um, Thank you that you have called us to yourself. Thank you that you have provided a way that we might know you and be able to be um, obedient people and to to walk in your way. We know that all comes from you, and we thank you for that. So may we be changed today as we've heard your word and may it penetrate our hearts in a way that causes us to love you more deeply and be in awe of you, Father. And, uh, and may it also expand our faith and trust in you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.